hello, I'm Kia Hoppe. I work for Youth for Understanding and I'm on Culture Matters podcast and I'm looking forward to it. Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural fails and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters on International Business. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution. He makes you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Every episode, he interviews a prominent guest who will tell you his or her story and share international experiences, making you more cultural competent. And now, here's your host, Chris Smith. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Chris Smith, and you're listening to the Culture Matters Podcast. We are on episode number 102. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, this is a very good moment to do so. If not, do it at the end, but don't forget, please do this. Today we have Kia Hopper. Kia is currently the director of the European Umbrella Organization of Youth for Understanding and responsible for positioning YFU as an expert in intercultural education, creating partnerships and advancing the organization strategically. Youth for Understanding is a volunteer-based global non-profit community driven by the passion of people, consisting of 55-plus member organizations across six continents. As a leader in intercultural exchange and educational programs for more than 60 years, YFU has impacted no more or no less than 270,000 students and their host families, schools and networks, of course, as well, and more than 70,000 volunteers. We talk extensively about why FU does what they do, what it is that their uh, students need to understand, how to do this, what the price is. It's actually, it's, it's almost a sales package without really selling it. I really enjoy doing this interview with you, and I really hope that you enjoy listening to it. Let's get right to it. It's time for this week's guest at Culture Matters. Kia, good morning or good afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? It's, uh, I'm, I'm good as well. It's a, uh, um, actually, the weather is a big thing for Dutch guys and Belgians, and maybe for you as well. The weather is a big thing, and we just had some wonderful days, and we're, uh, I'm talking about uh, April uh, 2018 when we were recording this, end of April, and now it just died down into nothing. So I think, I've got the feeling that spring or summer was like last Thursday only. So, well, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully not, no. So uh, with respect to how I am, uh, I'm good, but disappointed in the weather, of course. Yeah. As, okay. as, as many of us are, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, Kia, um, as you said, I pronounce your name like Ikea, but then without the I. So it's it's Kia, correct? Yeah, it's, it's more Kia, um, but, uh, but that's fine. I'm, I also respond to Kia and... Uh, and similar, other names possible. Similar names, yes. As, as, as everybody does in a way, yes. Exactly. So, all right, great. It's uh, good to have you here. If you're watching the, uh, uh, the video cast of this, because we're also recording the video if you're only listening to this, you can actually see where we are. And we are right in the middle of uh, Kea's house. And you're in the middle of my house as well. Well, partly at least. It's an office space here. And um, so tell us a little bit about, well, who are you, of course? Uh, where are you from? Where are you now? What are we looking at, in other words? 
And what would you consider being your cultural frame of reference? I know those are a lot of questions. So yeah. take, take your time to answer those. Yeah, and please remind me if I forgot one. Yeah, yeah so um, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm Kia. Um, I uh, was born and raised in the southern part of Germany, uh -huh. um, Tübingen, uh, close to, to Stuttgart. Uh -huh. um, I lived uh, in, in Hamburg uh, for many, many years. Um, I would consider this uh, also uh, my home. Uh -huh. And um, a year and a half ago, or last year in, in January, I moved to Brussels. Um, and that's where where I live right now and where I really enjoy uh, living. Uh -huh. um, I uh, have uh, spent um, uh, time abroad uh, or a longer period of time uh, abroad twice uh, in my life. Um, when I was a little kid, uh, I lived in Tanzania with my okay. family uh, for two years. Um, and then uh, when I was uh, 17, 18, uh, I spent an exchange year um, in the United States. Um, and uh, I spent this exchange year with um, an organization called Youth for Understanding. Um, and that's uh, where um, I work for uh, now. I volunteered um, for many years for uh, YFU. Uh, and then 12 years ago, I became a staff member and now do YFU for a living. And now you're the you're the you're the highest god in that organization, at least um, for, for Europe. You are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It depends on on uh, uh, your your perspective where you look at. Yeah. Right now, um, I'm indeed the director of Triple uh, E YFU. Triple uh, E YFU stands for European Educational Exchanges Youth mm -hmm. for Understanding, um, and we are the uh, European umbrella uh, organization of of YFU. Um, YFU has members in 55 countries all over the world in, on six continents. Um, uh, 28, 28 of them are here in Europe. Um, and yeah, um, we have a, a fairly small uh, umbrella uh, organization here in Brussels um, that uh, is in charge of advocacy um, and uh, training and capacity building. Um, but we're also part of the global office um, that uh, covers the whole uh, the whole YFU world. I, I think, I think, if I would actually get up and get coffee, you would just talk on and fill the whole 30 minutes, more or less, of this interview, you know? It's, <laughs> I can really talk a lot about YFU, that's true. Yeah, well, that, that is what we are going to talk about, of course, as well, uh, because that was, the, the for me, the prime reason to approach you and contact you, because we initially had a phone conversation. Um, I called the office in Germany, and they told me that you actually had a, I had a better chance of getting you in uh, in Brussels, which uh, I did. I got a hold of you, we talked, and then eventually, well, you booked yourself a time slot, and now you're here. So um, it's I want to step back and I'll talk about uh, uh, why have you in a moment and get you back to Tanzania or the United States, where your why have you adventure began, I guess, initially. Um, how much do you remember from from being in Tanzania? You said you were a little kid, but is there still is there like a like a residue left of uh, of having been there? No, not really. Unfortunately, ah. um, I yeah, uh, or I don't have specific memories. I was back um, in two thousand eight, uh, and now like I do have pictures uh, in my mind, but from from two thousand eight and not from the early eighties. Right. Um, but I think what uh, stayed was this. Um, or, yeah, the, I mean, my, my family uh, was uh, um, quite uh, open-minded when it came to, to other countries, and I uh -huh. think that uh, 
had an, an impact. On and, and did you go to school there or were you were you just too too small? To no, I was too little. I was three to five when ah, I was there. Okay. So I was just playing with the uh, yeah. little kids. And Whatever. And, and life is what it is. You know, they just exactly. take you somewhere, they put you there and that is what life is. I, eventually. Yeah. Yes. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. And now all the way back, which you, when, when you said you are, uh, I'm going back to your, your childhood, we're going to cover every year. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you said you're from Tübingen, uh, which is Germany, and then you said the south of Germany. My experience, when I talk to Germans, like yourself, because I mean, you <laughs> are at least German passport and probably, possibly maybe culturally German as well. Um, when a German says, I am from the south of Germany, then that still means that they're not from Bavaria. Correct. I am not from Bavaria. That's that's correct. It's yeah, probably I would say I'm from Bavaria if I was from Bavaria. But I'm from the other uh, southern the, German. The west part states. of the southern yes, part exactly. of Germany. Just to get the exactly. geography really right. And for these these people that that do not are not familiar with this phenomenon, within the Europe within Europe, I was going to say not the European Union, but within Europe, much of geographical Europe. If you ask anybody, you know, where are you from? Most people, I mean, the majority will say, oh, I'm from this, this country. But if if you catch a German and he says, I am from Germany, mentioning the country, he is not from the south of Germany, being the state of Bavaria. Um, and when you catch a German and he says, and I ask you, and I would ask you where you're from, you would say, I'm from Bavaria, which is another place, uh, mm -hmm. another world in and by itself. It's one of the very few countries that makes this distinction. Even the uh, the Brits don't seem to do that that often. Mm -hmm. Not as much as you guys do. Anyways, Tübingen, okay. that's where you uh, <laughs> where you were from. And then Tanzania, and then uh, years in between. And then you went to the United States, being an exchange student or an exchange volunteer? No, exchange student. It was uh, during um, my high school. Uh -huh. um, so I spent um, a high school year uh, abroad. Okay, so high school years, that is, high, how old are you then, high school years? 17-ish, um, 18-ish? Yeah, I, when I left, I was 17. When I returned, I was yeah. uh, 18. Okay. So I was 18. That was a good guess. So from that time, you must remember, I mean, consciously, cognitively, remember the time there. So how was that being having i mean going on holiday for one couple of weeks into one place is one thing but actually spending a year in a new location uh is different so how did that how did that what did that do to you um it certainly uh, broadened my horizon uh -huh. uh, a lot uh, i mean it had been uh fairly broad already uh like having i mean i mentioned that uh yeah I come from a family that uh um, had seen <laughs> part yes. of the world uh, already, but it broadened my horizon uh, still. Um, and uh, I think the the biggest impact uh, it had on me was that um, I uh, became more uh, self confident, and I, I grew as as a person uh, mm -hmm. quite a bit um, because I was uh, forced to um, yeah take decisions uh, on my own without having friends or family um, uh, to to talk right. to i mean i had a host family and i had uh, new friends but um, it was still still different and i became more independent and um, open minded uh, i would say which part of the us were you for that year i was in milwaukee wisconsin 
That is the, like in the middle German of nowhere, or not? Of, of uh, the United States, uh, yeah. interestingly enough. And the only time I went to a, an Oktoberfest yeah. in my life was in uh, during my exchange year in the U.S. <laughs> as 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 most people tend to do, you know, they you do the typical touristy things when you're when you're well the tourist yourself, I guess. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Funny yeah. enough, these Oktoberfest are always in September, which is something that I've never understood really. But that is probably my my deficiency. Um, and uh, um, what is the what is the in terms of adapting to and to another culture being a student at that age 17 can you recall what the most difficult thing was or what the easiest thing was mm. i don't know um well it it was a completely a new life new family um and uh i yeah, had to adapt to living in a big city, coming from a fairly small uh, city. I had to adapt living uh, in a family um, uh, where like, my host parents were um, closer in age to me than my host siblings were. Right. So they were only around 30, my host parents, and I had two little uh, uh, host sisters. So it was a very different uh, family Context, uh, composition yeah. than uh, what I was used to. I think um, one of the biggest uh, cultural differences um, uh, that I encountered was indeed um, the, uh, it, I found it easy to meet uh, people, but not so easy to to make friends. Uh, so the, right. um, what, what German Germans consider Americans to be quite superficial, yes. um, I think this is a bit a stereotype, um, and yeah, when, when you judge it through your your German uh, background, um, uh-huh. see that, uh, but um, yeah, and and uh, I, I indeed um, uh, had this uh, situations a, a, a couple times that uh, uh, people I met in school said, "Let's hang out," and I was I said, "Sure," and I was waiting for their phone call, which never came. No. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and it's and and the thing is, and it's a stereotype. And why is it a stereotype? Possibly because it's true, or it's true in in a lot of occasions. Uh, because what you just said about about the United States or the Americans, and keep in mind that fifty uh, percent of the audience that's li- currently listening to this is from the United States. The rest mm-hmm. is from the rest of the world. Many non-Americans can very much associate with what you said, what you say and just said about Americans being superficial. The, the, the note in the margin is is that it's not their it's not their intention to be su- superficial. It is it is uh, it, it's courtesy. It's courtesy to say let's hang out. Yes, um, exactly. And, and that's and that is pretty much uh, what it is. And it's a yeah. bonus if indeed they do go and hang out with you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's actually rather a misunderstanding. Um, me in that moment thinking they actually right. um, uh, want to to uh, hang out, uh, spend time with me in, in their private life, while they uh, only uh, uh, intended to say, and other Americans would have understood it the same way. It yeah. was nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true, good point. Yes, it's like these things. You know, you you, you pass in a shopping mall uh, and from one like store to the other and say, "Hey, how you doing?" And then you walk in as well. You want to know how I'm doing? And there's no, I don't want to know how you're doing. I'm just saying hello to you. That's the only thing. All right. And then this uh, YFU, because this is a nice segue to YFU. Uh, so it's it's the youth for understanding. The first question that popped into my mind, that's where it ends. Youth for understanding. And then it's like, what do I need to understand? So yeah. t- tell us a little bit about that. And how did you... How did you how did you get into that organization? 
Yeah, so the, the, the um, idea behind youth understanding is indeed um, to uh, um, allow or, or uh, encourage young people to understand each other and the rest of, of the world better um, by, by meeting um, each other and mainly by um, uh, young people from, from one uh, country spending um, a significant amount of time in another country, uh, like having a full immersion into um, the other culture, right. uh, and, and with this develop uh, intercultural and, and global competencies that then uh, make it easier for for them um, to uh, also uh, uh, in meet uh, and, and um, live with and deal with uh, people um, that are from a cultural background that's different uh, than theirs. When I say uh, cultural background, uh, I really explicitly do not only mean um, from another national uh, background, because um, I truly believe that uh, the concept of culture is um, uh, that the nationality is only one one part, one aspect of, of culture. That's a piece and, of paper, yeah. Yeah, you can have a piece of paper, but you can still culturally be different. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, you can uh, have more uh, similarities uh, to people from another country that have a diff uh, the, the similar um, uh, socio-economic uh, background, for yes. example, than uh, you have with people from your own country that are from a very different. Um, so yeah. it's it's it's. I find I don't know. It's totally not my position to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Youth <laughs> for understanding well different cultures. That is, and that is, or understanding the world. It seems like something is missing in that in that YFU for understanding. Yeah. No. The the, the idea is that um, the young people uh, themselves uh, are being enabled to understand, but are also that that they also become ambassadors of understanding. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, YFU was founded uh, in um, the 1950s uh, as um, a, a program uh, that was initially organized uh, actually by the uh, American, um, by the U.S. government. Um, it was a scholarship program uh, organized for uh, young uh, Germans and Austrians, um, mm -hmm. uh, young people that were um, in their teenager years uh, in, in the early 50s, so that were born during World War II, but uh, had not, um, were not old enough uh, um, to commit um, crimes, uh, yes. but that were perceived as the future leaders of, of Germany. And as one um, uh, tool, uh, actually, uh, to um, enforce or uh, encourage uh, democratic values in, in Germany, the, U.S. government thought, um, why not invite uh, young young Germans and Austrians um, to our country and show them by um, uh, letting them witness how yeah. the democracy and the American way of life uh, functions. Um, and so, uh, um, yeah, the, the program started after a few years, uh, the, the um, financial funding um, was stopped, uh, but um, former participants of the program felt that this had such a yeah. big impact on their life that they wanted to 
allow um, future <laughs> generations to experience the same. Uh, and uh, they started uh, YFU um, as a volunteer organization. Yeah. YFU still is very much a volunteer okay. organization. It, it so seems like very forward thinking at that time, 1950s, to organize, uh, to actually put, I mean, be able and, and find funds to actually start an organization like that. Um, and so how did you end up in that, in the, in the whole YF, YFU community then? Yeah, um, I uh, decided that um, in order to uh, um, have a um, in, in in school um, to major in, in English, I needed to improve my English <laughs> um, beforehand, and so um, I thought, well, going to an English-speaking country might be a good idea uh, yeah. to do that. So I was uh, speaking to a friend who actually. Thought, hmm, that's indeed a good idea. Let's do this together. And I said, yes, that's great because it's easier. <laughs> and so we were looking for uh, organizations um, that uh, organized uh, this, and it was a bit uh, coincident um, uh, that we uh, then picked YFU. We had heard about it, heard that it had a good reputation, mm -hmm. uh, so we we signed up and and yeah, were uh, accepted. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and um, that's that's how it started. But uh, like I said, YFU is uh, very much based on um, volunteer engagement. Uh, and so already during our selection and preparation uh, phase, um, we saw uh, and uh, learned from uh, former uh, um, students that yeah. had, were then volunteers. And um, I was really impressed by their motivation and the, the impact that this exchange here mm -hmm. obviously had on, on them. So I was impressed before I even went myself. Okay, <laughs> and, nice. Uh, thought that's that's great. I want to do this um, yeah. afterwards uh, myself. Okay, and, so yeah. so now we've nicely segued into how you got into that, uh, into YFU as well. So. Mm -hmm. It, it's here in in Belgium. We have the so-called Erasmus Exchange Program. Is mm -hmm. that comparable? It is similar. The biggest difference is that um, Erasmus is usually during um, the university uh, education, mm -hmm. while uh, what we do is is pupil mobility, so high school years abroad. So our participants are they are between fifteen and eighteen. Fifteen um, and eighteen. Fifteen and eighteen. Okay. Yes. Exactly. And the, the other um, big difference is that they, our participants live in host families, um, and so in, in local families during their exchange year, while most Erasmus students live in flat chairs or by themselves or yeah, right. with, with other. Um, okay. do, do you call them students, kids, adolescents? How do you we call them students. Students. Is that out of respect or because? No, because, um, well, it, it's actually the, the um, American term, uh, high school student, um, a, high school, a student um, you are um, when, when you are in, a, in an educational system, okay. regardless of, of the age. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm thinking about, because um, uh, you, you pupil, you call them students anyways, okay, um, which suits me perfectly. I'm looking at, I'm thinking about my own daughter. She's, this, mm -hmm. this Friday, she's, she's turning 14. Mm -hmm. youngest um turning 14 she wants to leave the country mm -hmm. um, and i th i say yes leave the country do go do something go explore how do you match this because she is going to um high school i guess you know secondary mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. um how can she how can she skip a year and then sort of get back in because i know if i tell her about this she's she'd be very interested but how do you mm -hmm. match this with with the um, uh, the legal obligation of actually attending school. 
Yeah, well, um, uh, our participants uh, attend school, um, mm -hmm. just not in, in their uh, um, home country, but in, in, the con in their host uh, country. Right. And it, it depends a little bit on um, their home country, whether this uh, school year abroad is recognized or not. In some countries it is, um, in others uh, it's not, and in some it depends mm -hmm. uh, on the school, on the grade, um, the uh, um, students spend uh, abroad um, on the courses they take in class yeah so um, either um, the the participants uh, yeah uh, are lucky uh, to come from from a country where it's yeah. recognized or they negotiate that with their school um, then they can just continue um, like do 10th grade uh, at home 11th grade in um, uh, another country, twelfth uh, grade back at home, or um, they uh, in, invest this year and uh, right. um, say, okay, I'll I'll uh, do an additional year uh, abroad and then go back um, uh, to the uh, grade that I left. Uh, yeah. So you're either lucky in terms of okay, this is my curriculum here in whatever country I am currently in where I'm going to school, you know, and I'd, I'd like to go to another country. You're lucky enough if the curriculum actually matches. Uh, and mm -hmm. then you don't skip a year, but is it most of the time that you will invest a year that you will have to, uh, well, skip a year? In other words, you know, uh, you're going to be a year old, and then your classmates when you get back. Um, it very much depends. I would say maybe fifty fifty. We are currently indeed lobbying uh, for a, a broader recognition a recognition of the uh, school year, high school year abroad, um, yep. and we are. Um, slightly optimistic because uh -huh. <laughs> the, the EU has indeed uh, picked uh, this topic up but education is um, uh, the field of the member states so um, the EU can only uh, recommend um, uh, regulations and, and not uh, impose um, but we are convinced uh, from the more than 60 years of experience yeah. and this uh, conviction is shared with other uh, exchange organizations that um, the um, transversal skills uh, that you um, develop during yeah. uh, um, high school year abroad are so much more important than the math um, yeah. um, curriculum that you that, that might be a slightly different don't get me Europe. started I so much agree I mean she came home uh, my my Emily she came home just the other day and she said well we're, we're now learning the periodic table of elements and she said I have to learn 30 by heart and I, I just like Excuse mm. me. I mean, know what it is, know where to find it, know how to read it, but yeah. please don't start memorizing this. You know, Especially learn now. these communication skills, learn how to be independent, yeah. or at least how to take care of yourself, you know, learn how to adapt these kind of things. Anyways, uh, let's not go there because then <laughs> we'd be here forever. Um, are there a couple of two questions? What's the makeup of your typical student that joins your organization and then is being exchanged, if you want? And maybe the easiest one, do you have to be super rich to do this? No, you don't have to be super rich, um, but uh, the program comes uh, with a price. That is true. We are not for profit, but um, we have to cover our costs. And there's um, only very little external uh, funding uh, for this. Uh, Just, can, so, can, can you give us a number? Like, okay, now how much would, would it typically for this? This 15-year-old girl next year, and she's her, her name is Emily. You know, she's going abroad. How much, how much would I have to cough up or fund? 
Yeah, it uh, again very much depends. Uh, it depends on on the country um, that you choose uh, for for your exchange here. Um, it varies between six thousand and twelve thousand euros uh, per year. I would say um, six thousand being um, a European country or Eastern uh, European countries. Twelve thousand being the United States. Um, and you can spend even uh, even more uh, um, money if, if you uh, pick um, uh, going on exchange, for example, in, in Canada or uh, Australia, right. where uh, schools uh, also um, request uh, tuition and host families get. Um, does that include everything? Does that include tuition and housing and food and stuff? Is that and the whole and package? And yeah, and and all the. Preparation, uh, right. the orientations, the uh, uh, on on-site support, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Well, full, it's, full it's, this is not for everyone, but it's certainly it's something that you could potentially overcome. And then, so um, you don't have to be super rich. So the makeup of your of your say the average student is is not the super rich. But what kind of what what attracts these? What kind of people do you attract most? Um, it's mostly, um, yeah, the, the um, open-minded uh, students that want um, to e explore uh, and, and see um, something different. Um, uh -huh. But it, I, I would say it also very much depends um, on their, their environment. Um, we have, if, if they are not the only one in their family or in their uh, class or in their, their neighborhood um, that uh, has gone on ex exchange, um, then they are a lot more likely to, to dare uh, doing this, this step um, than uh, if, if they are indeed um, the, the pioneers. So right. the more role models um, you have, the, um, the easier it is to, to take this, this step or to um, maybe even come up with the idea um, and come up with the idea is also a, a good um, keyword um, if they have teachers for example that encourage them um, to go or um, uh, yeah share this idea uh, with them then they're also more likely and and since you're you're the director of, of um, YFU for Europe mm -hmm. um, which country is the most liberal and which country is the most conservative when it comes to uh, supporting or letting 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 go or supporting their uh, their students to actually do this? Oh, that's very difficult to say because it, it doesn't um, uh, really depend on on the country. I think it's more um, individual um, teachers, um, like school and environments, mm -hmm. also. Um, uh, family environments. Uh -huh. So what what we see, for example, is that more um, uh, students uh, go that live in in bigger cities, um, and right. not so uh, much um, that come from rural uh, areas. Yeah. Urbanized kids go already. Yes. Okay. Um, and then, if how, how do you know which? What is the what is the most favored country? Is that is that is that the United States? Is that the obvious one? Yes, it is uh, indeed. Um, at least for for YFU, um, because uh, we don't offer a lot of programs in other English-speaking uh, destinations, um, because uh, we we have just started to to open up programs where host families um, uh, are getting a financial compensation for hosting. Mm -hmm. uh, for for a long time, this was uh, a no-go in in YFU um, and in most English-speaking. Uh, 
destinations outside of the U.S., um, it's impossible to find host families. Uh, um, Why is it impossible? Because I mean, there is it. They're just not open to it, or because it's it's just so common. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit complicated. In in the U.S., there's uh, indeed um, a law uh, still in place that um, so the exchanges, uh, high school exchanges, are uh, regulated. Um, mm -hmm. Which is uh, both good, good and bad. Um, th they are supported by the uh, State uh, Department in the U.S. Um, but they're they're also uh, regulated, um, and the regulation um, uh, in incorporates uh, a rule that host families um, uh, are not allowed to receive money okay. for host. Yeah. And in, in most other countries, or in all the other countries, uh, the a rule like this doesn't exist and then market forces come in and um, yeah, yeah it's just uh, normal to to uh, receive a compensation and why would you host hosting costs money um, yeah. uh, without uh, get getting a compensation if you if you can get can sure. reimbursed I think yeah, yeah. Okay, it makes makes good sense uh, how do you prep these these kids sorry these students <laughs> yeah, we we have um, orientations. Uh, we actually um, uh, have have a whole uh, um, yeah learning outcome uh, program in in YFU uh, globally, where um, uh, orientations um, that take uh, place pre-departure, so before the exchange year starts, um, uh, are then being followed with um, uh, orientations uh, after the arrival, midterm, um, to prepare. Uh -huh. Uh, um, the return home and then also after uh, the return so it's a cycle of, of five uh, uh, orientations because we believe that this educational uh, component and the facilitated um, uh, uh, yeah uh, educational reflection is is the key or one of the keys for actual intercultural uh, learning and uh, um, developing intercultural uh, yeah. competencies you do call it intercultural learning, but it's there's nothing really formally cultural, is there? It's not like these these kids are being taught a model and a hierarchy here, uh, individualism there. Uh, it, is it like a more of a cultural exchange and experiencing and yeah. living? Yeah, we we um, we have some some theory or the theoretical aspects in in our orientations. Mm -hmm. um, so we we do work um, with some models or uh, just with. Um, the the we we ask our um, approach is non formal learning uh, yeah. indeed but but uh, uh, of course we use some uh, formal S structure uh, or framework yes yeah exactly yes yeah so um, uh, this we do but it's also a lot about um, like use, yeah using sim simulations and then reflect about it um, and we have some um, components uh, that are indeed more like we, we call them technical tips um, where we discuss or talk about typical differences between um, nations mm -hmm. cultures um, but we're also very cautious uh, because we don't want to um, create or reinforce stereotypes yes. so yeah that makes that makes good sense yeah, be open-minded and uh, listen and watch and reflect. Yeah. And now, on, on, on the negative side, um, there must be kids that drop out eventually. I mean, a year away from home, it's, it's culture shock is there, being homesick is there, you know, wondering, 
being very excited that you go and then you end up there in the middle of nowhere, possibly a language that you don't really fully yeah. comprehend and don't have full command. And then, you know, you think all the Americans are idiots, then you find out they are really idiots. And then, you know, I'm, I'm just going through the stages of, of, of culture shock. Mm -hmm. And if you stay long yeah. enough, you will find out that actually in the end, they're not so bad. So how, mm -hmm. how do you either harness them or how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, well, we, we try to prepare them a little bit in advance uh, by just um, uh, addressing this, uh, yeah. addressing that culture shock exists, that it's a part of the exchange experience and that it's uh, worth um, to endure and overcome because yeah. uh, a reward um, will happen afterwards. That's yeah. one thing. The other thing is um, that we we have like every student has um, a contact person uh, in, in right. their host environment um, uh, that uh, contacts them regularly to discuss how they're doing and um, who works with them in these kind of situations. And that helps a lot. But yes, there are um, uh, dropouts. We call them early returns. Yeah, um, okay, sorry. Uh, sorry sorry for the harsh term, off. early returns. Then. Has, <laughs> has the introduction, I mean, relative recent introduction or mass introduction of communication like WhatsApp and Skype and you know what have you messenger all this kind of good stuff um it has that has that uh, reduced the number of early returns to you so people are able to either keep uh, in contact with their home well their family if you want or with their peer group no okay. actually not um that's interesting, because, uh, interesting uh, to hear though because you you might think you know i can call you anytime i want you are mm -hmm. my sister or my mother i can call you anytime yeah. i want and still that doesn't take away this effect of culture shock yeah well the thing is that um uh, a good recipe uh, against homesickness is not to talk with people at home but yeah. to engage uh, um in in your uh, your new environment to um uh, dis yeah distract um uh, yourself yeah. and this exactly this this uh, situation that you can be and are in in constant contact with home uh, sometimes even uh, um, reinforces uh, home sickness. Right. Um, it also um, it sometimes keeps uh, the students to uh, address their problems in their host environment mm -hmm. um, and. So the, the their local in environment is not really aware and cannot support yeah. them. Yeah, they don't see it. That yeah. is, is um, an aspect. Yeah. So I, I got I got Kia. I got three questions left for you because we're mm -hmm. looking at the time. We're already thirty five minutes in this conversation. I think I could I could, uh, I mean, if, if we put a glass of wine between us, we could talk for a long time because I can. I'm going to talk yeah. to my daughter about this. So and and I really appreciate your enthusiasm with which you bring this. Um, so three questions left, if I mm -hmm. if I may. Um, maybe for yourself from your own experience as well, but maybe also the feedback you get for back from the students who are eventually return after having their full having done their full cycle. Mm -hmm. What is their biggest takeaway? What is the thing that you hear coming back most? Why would I do this? I think, yeah, because like in my case, it really broadens your horizon and um, it, uh, um, it makes you grow more than you would grow um, in uh, during a year at home. And um, I think it's also important to to um, say that uh, exchange years or exchange experiences are challenging. It's it's not, um, uh, it can be the best year of your life, but it certainly isn't, you don't have a guarantee that it's the happiest yeah. year uh, of your life. But also this, um, uh, and 
Yeah, um, having uh, proven to yourself that you can overcome mm-hmm. challenges, um, that is, is a big thing for many. And um, many uh, uh, also um, only realize uh, years and years later what like all the different um, yeah. benefits they they uh, um, gained uh, during. Yeah, it's this. Not, yeah, it's it's, it's the, the effect of that. I mean, I, I can I can very much relate to that. When I was thirteen, I lived a year in the states. Uh, I spoke well three words of English, and mm-hmm. they put me in high school uh, in eighth grade high school and. That was my world. That was what it was, and mm. uh, I was happy to be back. But when I was back, I was like wondering, like, why didn't I stay? So and on, and still now, I mean, I'm 55 years old right now, and it's still it's still something that doesn't go away. It's it's like it was like yesterday that I did this. I mean, so to speak, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So there's a very there's a very big mm. um, very big plus indeed that that I think mm. a kid could get, or at least I got it. Um, yeah. From that. Um, Two last questions. Uh, for one, I prepped you already. Is can you, from your own experience or from the students, I mean, uh, give us two, no, three, two, three tips to become more culturally competent, please. Um, I would say travel uh-huh. um, is very important. Um, engage with people that are that have a different uh, culture. Is that number two or is that number one still? That's two. Okay, engage. All right, good. Travel, engage. Um, what would be number three? Um, reflect. I think that's that's also uh, uh, very uh, important. Reflect ab- about the experiences you made um, when interacting uh, with others, when uh, traveling, um, and uh, um, r- try to to reflect when it felt uncomfortable, why it maybe felt uncomfortable. Uh, I think this this also helps. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> well, something like when that. One is which? <laughs> no, well, you can reflect on the good, on the bad, and on the ugly. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's yeah, okay. it's, it's like True. everything in between. Yeah. All right, great. Kia, if people want to get in touch with you or your organization, uh, how can they do that? Where can they find you? Yeah, we have um, a, a global website, uh, yfu.org, um, and uh, we also have uh, member organizations in um, uh, many different countries. So for Belgium, it would be, well, for Belgium, it's special because Belgium is special. YFU Flanders, YFU Wallonie. No um, so. <laughs> but yeah, usually usually it's one one organization. Uh-huh. The country, it's YFU plus the, the country. Uh-huh. So we, we are all called the same. Okay, but in, in in the end, yfu.org is a good starting yeah. point, and from there you can pick your own region wherever you are in the uh, in the yeah. world. All right, Indeed. fantastic. Well, thank you so much for elaborating on this. The yeah. Youth for understanding, and it's about learning about it's about you know gaining, developing, it's about growing, uh, understanding, and you fill in the blanks. The under the, you can yes. fill in the blanks and. and yeah. Become a citizen of the world, exactly. Become a citizen of the world, I love that. All right, thanks so much, um, and I'm pretty sure we'll bump into each other in the future. Yeah, Take it was my then. pleasure, thank you. Right. <laughs> That's it for this episode. If you want to watch what we're doing online, you can do that as well by going to culturematters.com slash YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, please do so now. And while you're at it, why don't you leave a review in iTunes? The more, the better, of course. And the more, the more people can actually uh, listen to this as well. All right. Do remember that culture matters. That this episode was produced by Jana Sheila. The music is by Ben Sound. My name is Chris Smith. 
on I Do The Culture Matters podcast. That was it for this week, and I'll be back in two weeks' time. Take care. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode. Culture Matters, making you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution.